1: Right back to it. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI.
3: And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: This feels like something that you could get ready for a football game, too. Yep. Turn up, maybe. Blood pumping a little bit. It's lit. Ready to bang some heads? 617 779 793 7, Fitzy and Hart. That's Chris Shimeu here, Hello. and he made the request. He is the uh, the producer of this show, so to speak, right now because he wanted to talk a little football. It is training camp. Patriots will actually be on the practice field later this hour. Wait, if he's the producer, what am I? I've been asking myself that for two plus hours now, Joe, and I haven't come up with an answer just uh, yet. <laughs> I am on air today, Andy.
4: I'm not the producer. <laughs> Thank
2: you. But you uh, you push the buttons. You want to talk Patriots, so I am more than willing. I've been enjoying training camp so far, being down there with uh, Mike Cadlick, new weei.com Beat Writer, which, by the way, each and every day there's practice. Most of you already know, but we will tell you if you don't. Log on to your favorite uh, podcast app, preferably the Odyssey app. But mm-hmm. if you use Spotify, something else, whatever. Six Rings has a post-practice uh, update. You know, 20 minutes of basically everything we saw on the practice field, just the stories of the day, the ups, the downs, whatever it may be. And it has been an interesting training camp what do you want me to talk about?
4: So, okay. So uh, I got three questions lined up for
2: you. Oh, I like three questions. So the first feels one, like a
4: game. First one is, and it's going to be kind of funny because it's a leading question. Oh, um, son of a bitch. Will you need to change the name of Six Rings Podcast this year? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, listen, there is one chance oh. that I have to change the name. Okay. This is more positive than I thought it would be. No, not quite. <laughs> You know how every once in a while the NCAA goes back and takes away national titles from like (laughs) UMass or USC? If, by chance, some scandal just erupts and they go back and take away a title, we could have to go to five rings. Otherwise, no, I will not be changing the name of the And there's no podcast. chance
0: that they add a ring, do they?
2: No, no, no. There's, there's literally that's, no that's, chance. Yes, that's- the Sports Illustrated list was one of the dumbest lists I've ever seen. The 12 teams that can win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. If you're saying can, well, then it's 32 teams. Because like, if we're just in a pie-in-a-sky world where literally somehow everything falls right, There's 32 teams, but if you're doing an actual list, the Patriots are not on it. Yeah. Sorry.
4: Okay. Uh, Question number two. Who are you most excited to see in the first uh, preseason game on
2: Thursday night? So this is probably not going to be a popular um, answer. Okay. Kevin Harris. Really? Yeah. Because I know everybody's lusting after Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette and whoever the hell else have been all these names. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of like – I think you might use a phrase like the cut of his jibs, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's for just sure. a big, powerful running back who has caught the ball a little bit in Ooh, training camp. Got some hands. I think he does have some hands. I'm not okay. saying, you know, not even so Ramondre Brian, Stevenson.
4: Brian Westbrook. Over yeah, not
2: here. not that. And certainly not even like Ramondre came on and caught 69 balls last year. yeah. yeah. But I'm just nice. saying not – Incapable of catching a football.
4: Yeah, yeah, he could catch two or three a game.
2: But right. he's a big, powerful back, and they have no depth at running back. It's Ramondre and pray for rain. Yep. Although in football they still play in the rain, so you can't just pray for rain like in baseball. So you won't
4: see any time Montgomery.
2: Uh, no, I don't think he's ready to go yet. No, gotcha. no, no, okay. no, no. You, you'll see Pierre Strong. Okay. So you could be on that side. These are the two they drafted a year ago. Yep. Kind of the thunder and the lightning. Pierre yeah, Strong, they the, the fast okay guy. Played okay in the one game or a couple times yeah. they played last year. It's, like, but were... it was it was cup of coffee time. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see Kevin Harris because even Bill mentioned something about good offseason, worked hard, but he's the kind of guy that he shines with the pads on. Yeah. And even in practice, you get a few live segments, but nothing much. I want to see a drive where he gets four or five carries. Maybe they get a first down and then he, you can see him kind of string Start them rolling. together yeah. and just see what he is because I think he's got a shot to be a contributing player for this football team. Wow. Okay. Cool.
4: Not a direction I expected to go, but I like it. So the guy I'm really excited to see, and I think this would be an answer for a lot of people, is Matt Chris- Jones. No, Christian Gonzalez. Yes. I can't wait to see this kid on an actual football field. What if
2: he gets toasted?
4: Um, I don't think that he will. I. I He's been toasted a couple times on the practice field. Yeah, but so I. And one of the things that I noticed, at toasted least in, may be strong. In some of the Beat. videos and stuff, and like I think some of the 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 Patriot guys out there, like your Taylor Kyles of the world, have pointed it out where it's like Devontae Parker has beaten him on a handful of like 50-50 balls. But it's a lot because he's just not he's he's a rookie corner and he's still just adjusting to the yeah. physical play
2: of an NFL wide receiver. He's right there. He's in his pocket. Also one was offensive pass interference in my opinion.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he pushed off. But uh Andy, uh commit OPI every time. That's my that's my motto.
2: Yeah they're not gonna call it every time.
4: No, they're never gonna call it. They rarely do. Uh just commit OPI every time. Yeah the, if they do the Patriots receivers good. do that, they'll probably be better than you think. Uh but anyways, I'm excited to see Christian Gonzalez just play at game speed. Kind of see how he performs. I don't expect him to be up to the physicality of an NFL receiver right now, especially if you know you're not going to see him get paired next to AJ Brown and be able to lock him down. I don't think this is Sauce Gardner all over, but I'm excited to see what he is. Uh, From what I understand from camp, I haven't been there. You have, so you might be able to weigh in a little bit more. But he's been really good. He looks like he looks the party. Looks like he's going to slide right in. Like.
2: I other than he's given up some catches, which yeah. happens, it's, it's, it's modern NFL. At, it right, happens. Um, there's guys making a hundred million dollars that give up key catches and key spots. Jalen Ramsey. Yes, that's
4: exactly who I was thinking. I was
2: wasn't going to say, it, but great minds think alike. Simpático. Yep. Um, he has been borderline perfect. Like I've liked the way he's spoken. I love that. I have loved his body language. I keep overemphasizing the stupidest of stupid plays, but listeners to Six Rings know there was a, a day in practice where he was covering a guy crossing the back of the end zone. Might have been Gesicki, might have been Parker. And the throw came and he just effortlessly batted it away. And he made a face like, Are you kidding me? Like, you, you're going you to even like that. this. Wait, <laughs> this is the NFL? I thought this was the best. Like, there was this just dismissive arrogance confidence that i think you have to have and then you marry that up with all you hear about is all the veterans praising how many questions he asks he even answered i think he's nailed some of his press conferences he had the cliche did you even have a chance to you know you signed late did you have a chance to buy anything it's not what it's about it's about getting here playing football like he's just Locked home in. run just hitting bombs socks could use him he'd oh, score more runs than that. the bombs he's hitting that makes me happy Uh, Third question. Final question. I thought you might have forgotten.
4: No, no, no. I got you. (laughs) Third question here. uh, What is your biggest concern with the New England
2: Patriots? This is easy. Number one concern. This is super easy. I think I know. The offensive line. Okay. (laughs) Because we already, you and I could debate all day long, Mac and his strengths and his weaknesses. That's not the biggest worry. Any quarterback that doesn't have a line that has question marks at both tackle spots is kind of porked before the season even starts. The offensive line uh, good friend Mike Cadlick, who is I would say, um, first of all, he's new to the beat, so he has that youthful optimism Ooh, yeah. and sort youthful of energy. Vigor. Yeah, he deemed last week on a Six Rings podcast the offensive line atrocious and very, 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 there were three varies I think bad. And it was they have injuries on when who's not out there yet. Cole Strange got dinged up. Trent Brown is load managing or managing his load i don't even know what's going on there um so the guys aren't out there but they have no depth and you're counting on trent brown which i'm not real comfortable with at this point I, i would say it's like counting on alex verdugo three separate organizations in san francisco las vegas and new england at various points have regretted counting on trent brown yeah you're counting on him right tackle you're counting on Riley Reef. I guess, uh, Connor McDermott, Calvin yeah. Anderson's not even out there yet because yeah. he's got an NFI issue going on. Um, Bill Murray has been out there every day. Dude was a D lineman like a year ago. Now he's yep. your starting right guard. I mean, other than I, I joked about it in my notebook when like we're doing notes on practice, I'll just write down the numbers of everybody quick. Like this is the starting offensive line. Boom, 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 boom. And then I look at it and go, other than 60, David Andrews. Who the f are these other numbers that are out there? And I got to go to like the roster and <laughs> you're look it up. Roll through the media book. So like, uh, yeah, the offensive line—they have no depth. They're a house of cards at best. If you get Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Mike Onwenu, insert name of bum Riley fight Reef. here, Riley Reef—it's a house but, of cards. Like from there on, you are hoping a are they good enough? B do they stay healthy? They won't. You everybody has injuries. Almost no line stays healthy all year long. I think, and then everything trickles down from there. Oh, Max under pressure. Oh, Ramondre's not getting holes to work with. The whole thing. So, the offensive line, major. And, oh, just in case you think I'm over-dramatizing it, the Philadelphia Eagles, who led the NFL by, I believe, 15 sacks for most sacks a year ago, yep. um, they will be seeing you week one. Oh, right. Good luck oh, with that. So about that. No more, like, knocking <laughs> the Tom rust Brady, off then. and extend on Tom Brady day. Okay, good. And you don't have a quarterback who, like Tom Brady, could get rid of it in 1.87 seconds. No, no, you don't. I'm told so, he's
4: really smart and has such great processing. But all right, we're not doing that. that. No, you're right. I'm sorry. We're not doing that. Wasn't a Mac Jones he right. also
2: doesn't have receivers that could get open like Julian Edelman and some of those guys either. You're absolutely right. He does not. Although uh, he might. That is the fault DeMario of the GM. Douglas. Rising stuff.
4: Okay, so. Okay, so uh, Ooh, four addendum questions in the three-pack? Yeah, yeah. Is, is Pop it's Douglas, like a bonus. 33% more. Uh, is Pop Douglas, like, legit? Yeah. Because uh, here's the thing. I, we've heard this in training camp from a lot of people. Like You're even hearing it in Kansas City on Justin Ross now. Yep. Who I loved pre-draft. You and I talked about him. Um, did we? So, yes, we did, actually. Uh, it's CTE. Yeah, it was two years ago. I get it. It's fine. Uh, regardless, but like you're starting to see those guys pop up in camp now. Not to make that joke, but huh, pop up in camp. Is Pop Douglas
2: legit? Yes. One word, yes. Really? I have been very, very impressed with him. Now, part of it, I think, is... No one else is anywhere near what he is. Like, there's no other quick guys that impress me. Yeah. So I think he stands out. But if you, A, want a guy who's taking advantage of seemingly every opportunity he gets Demario Douglas, if you're looking to replicate the old days, the pre-Juju, pre Jacoby Myers slot, where they prioritize small, quick guys, get open quick, quick throws, mm-hmm. he fulfills that. He is like a flashback slot receiver. And I'm not saying... Oh, he's gonna catch 120 balls. No, and he's the I'm, next I'm not West asking Welker. that. Yeah, but like, could he can contribute? He play? Yeah, I think so. So because my my I don't want to put like my mortgage on it. Follow
4: like, up to that. Then is he drawing like Jonathan Jones and Christian Gonzalez, or is he drawing like Miles Bryant?
2: Well, well, first of all, you can't say that because Miles Bryant is something that Demario Douglas isn't an NFL player. Miles Bryant's <laughs> been on the defense for multiple years. <laughs> I know but you like, can mock stinks. him, but he's an NFL player. He sucks. He might. Yeah, no, but like my point
4: is, is he drawing the one and two corner or is he drawing some guy down the depth chart? But if if That's he my
2: beats Miles Bryant, he's that guys down the depth chart. I think okay. he did beat, he definitely beat Marcus Jones easily, okay. who I think isn't very good. He definitely oh, beat Miles, Br- okay. yeah, I think Marcus Jones is, uh, he's borderline Miles Bryant. I think that, oh, all I see all Marcus right. Jones doing is running behind a receiver who's like four yards in front of him.
4: So stick him at punt return, kick return and let him be there. No, no, no,
2: no, no, Oh. Move him to receiver. He's good with the ball in his hands. Why are we fighting upstream here? Fair. Swim with the current. Don't fight it. You're going to drown. Doesn't Um, seem like their way. But, no, DeMario Douglas has beaten enough professional corners to open your eyes. It's not just Jags or guys that are going to be out of work. He's beating guys that will be on NFL rosters. Yep. And he has just the skill. Like, you look at the quickness. Everybody loves him, too. Like, everybody lights up. Yeah. Offense or defense? You ask about Pop Douglas or yeah. I saw Matt got
4: asked about it. He's immediately smiling. Lights up.
2: The coaches love him now. Troy Brown did the old Bill Parcells like let's let's not put his bust in Canton just yet this weekend. Um, No, I'm will. And and the other thing is they don't really have much depth at receiver, so they're looking for a five, especially if Ty Montgomery's hurt or not part of the mix. Um, Keishawn Booty stunk for like the first like six practices, then came on a little bit. Um, Malik Cunningham, the converted QB, hasn't done a ton. They cut Ed Lee. Like, he's the best of – you have four yep. in, in rece- the receiver position in Juju, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Parker. Parker, and Thornton. Yep. You're going to probably have five, so there's an open spot there. He's he's the very next guy, and uh, it's clear. He's working with those guys, too. Before we hit trending, two
4: words on Taequann Thornton. Two-word review. Broomstick?
2: Um –
4: Two, two words. Uh, this is meant to be quick.
2: Nair bust. Okay. Well, that's not great. And you all know right. I liked him last year. I yes, thought he had did. a good camp last year. Yeah, did. Since camp ended last year, injury, the whole thing hasn't been good. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was too close to him at one practice staring at his legs. We talked about his wrists because it became a thing, like the, the skinniest wrists in the history of the combine. His legs are absolutely Toothpicks. broomsticks.
0: Yeah. You said there was like a pad with a helmet
2: on, and I thought that was Taequann Yeah, you took Thornton. a cheap shot. I didn't think that was <laughs> that was appropriate. Speaking of cheap shots, we are going to pay very close attention to this Joe Braverman trending to see if we can take any after the break. And one more segment of Fitzy and Hart with Chris Schein. Woo! Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
0: No cheap shots on this side. A whirlwind day for the Red Sox. They dropped their third straight and six of their last seven to the Blue Jays. Five to four. Sox had the tying run at second, but Reese McGuire was picked off following a flyout by Connor Wong. The Sox are now back in last place in the AL East. They sit four games back of the final wild card spot. Series finale will take place this afternoon. Alex Verdugo is back in the lineup after being a late scratch yesterday. Alex Cora talked about putting him back in the lineup
2: you know hopefully we learn as a group of what happened yesterday and then you know uh, that's that's the reason we did it you know and uh it was my decision not to play him i have my reasons and uh you know we leave it at that and now he's he's playing right field today and you know we expect him to go out there and play hard and help us win
0: Joke to and Will Fleming have the call from Fenway at 1.35 on the Shaw's and Star Market? WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art afresh. Boston will try out yesterday's losing pitcher Brennan Bernardino as their opener versus Chris Bassett for Toronto. Joe Weil will get everything ready with the Mass Mutual pregame show in a little more than an hour at 12 and a few minutes, I should say, at 12.35. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning investment. Some other Red Sox news, according to Rob Bradford, Trevor Story will remain with the Woo Sox in AAA Worcester until the maximum time slot of Wednesday. Patriots are back on the practice field this afternoon as they get set for their first preseason game taking place this Thursday at Gillette Stadium against the Houston Texans. Elsewhere in football, nine more members were added to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, including cornerback and former champion with the Pats, Darrell Rivas, offensive lineman Joe Thomas, and edge rusher Demarcus Ware. And the chance for a three-peat is gone as the U.S. women's soccer team was eliminated by Sweden in the World Cup round of 16 via penalty kick 0-0. The U.S. lost in the penalty shootout after Megan Rapinoe missed in what turns out to be her final game as a member of the women's national team. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and
1: WEI.com.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson.
2: That is the tremendous call of a fight between Guardian uh, Jose Ramirez and Chicago White Sox infielder Tim Anderson. That is Tim Hamilton on the call, I believe, for the Cleveland Radio Network. Tom Hamilton. Tom Hamilton. Tom, Tim, I was off by a letter, sorry. Uh, But a tremendous call, much more energetic than the call we played earlier from the uh, USA-Sweden World Cup, (laughs) where it was just, wow, Sweden Sweden wins. wins. Um, He turned into, I wonder if he has a history of uh, doing any boxing. Sweden wins. Even uh, Terry Francona, (laughs) old friend, was talking about listening to that call and and say, I think he said something. To the fact it's, it's it's not funny, but it was kind of funny. Because <laughs> <Something, laughs> yeah. um, Tim no, Anderson literally took it on the chin. And Down goes Anderson. Yes. Can he did. I say
4: there is a a uh, an MVP here that deserves recognition? I don't think he's getting it. Who's that? Uh, that would be the umpire who
2: started who, to break it up and then and stepped, let him go. He kind of <laughs> did the. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's right. get it on. <laughs> yes,
4: it was. It was. Uh, oh, man, he had both by the chest, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to step yep. back and let him go. It's like that what every
2: NHL official does. He's like, okay, okay, and then he sees the fist. I'm like, yep. all right, I'm out. It was a rare, good Major League Baseball fight. And by the way, if a fight like that happens in the Red Sox game, you know where you'll hear it? Uh, right here on WEI. The Red Sox on WEI is brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and their Discover Summer Sales event. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover your best summer ever. With Ford, not the best summer ever for Tim Anderson, who I also oh, no. wanted to check is uh, having a terrible year. He's not great. One home run batting 240 uh, for the White Sox, but uh, he took it on the chin and uh, did not react. Remember when he Odor threw a did? hook
4: and just totally missed. Oh, yeah. and then I think it's best fight since, since then,
2: Andy. Best o- fight since Bautista Odor. Odor took it. Right, he was the one receiving the punch from no. Batista. Oh, Batista took it. Either way, and this was remember.
0: Remember afterwards in the postseason between the Rangers and the Blue Jays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. was that follow? It was that following season, and then it was just like all hell broke loose.
2: But he took it and stood, whereas Tim Anderson. Well, we know how that was a little bit wobbly. It's okay. He didn't go down like a sack of potatoes the way Anderson did. Like, hard. I mean, this this has now been seen globally by millions and millions of people on social media. This has blown up. Like, there's the call. That's hard to come back from that. It's a bit of an embarrassing moment. Yeah, that's a tough spot to be in. Although, I would just say simply, I'm not a fighter, I'm a baseball player. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Who said I'm supposed to take a punch? Where does it say, like, oh, you got to take a punch because you're a man, you're a hardo? Also, why did it happen? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Did he. I, I didn't really see what led to the anger
0: my assumption is, is I know saw seeing the video like Jose Ramirez maybe like wasn't happy with Tim Anderson well, yeah I think, like, in the tag
4: I think so Tim Anderson lays the tag I think Jose Anderson wanted or Jose Ramirez wanted to get up but Tim Anderson was still standing over him yeah, but and t- so he probably said something to Tim Anderson and that's when Tim Anderson squared
2: up
0: but and then after the game Ramirez said Tim Anderson continues to disrespect the game so it feels like he
2: may have been festering so it's personal he he came in with a preconceived notion yeah then it led to an opportunity because really, Ramirez slid hard and late, head first, like through Tim Anderson's legs. Yep. It's not like Tim Anderson did one of those NBA disrespectful stepovers and chose no and to it's straddle. Jose Ramirez took him out either. No, so it was very strange. It it as they say, in anchorman. It escalated really quickly. <laughs> oh, very quickly. <laughs> two punches thrown, dude, be down. Uh, so uh, two people that have probably I'm going to guess thrown punches at each other. Just a guess here. At some point in their life, even though they seem like two of the nicest, friendliest, oh. brightest, white, smiling people on the planet. Fitzy McCoy- and Hart. No. We have not thrown punches, but I'm it could happen. I'm by that, uh, I, I am going to pick a day when we could throw punches. If Ken Laird actually makes us do a Six Rings post-game show on Christmas Eve <laughs> after the Patriots night game, I'm going to say in studio, I'm punching somebody or something, and Fitzy might be the one in the way. Especially so, if the
4: Patriots lose.
2: Uh, either way, I'm going to be angry. Either way. Because I'm going to be passing Santa on my way home. But the McCordy twins, you got to think twin brothers have oh, yeah. thrown some haymakers in their day. I don't know if they connected. They have really nice brothers, teeth. Definitely. They have really nice teeth. So I'm not sure they connected. Body or shots. Good de- yeah, maybe body shots. But the Patriots have announced that starting this Thursday night, and I am very intrigued by this, that the Patriots will alter, uh, offer an alternative McCordy twin cast. For their preseason oh. games that will air on Patriots.com, WBZ.com, and I think later on TV 38 in Boston for the Packers game, where again, it's probably, you know, very similar to a Manning cast. You're going to get these two ex players, and Devin says he's excited to, you know, bring great analysis from a, you know, I think he actually in the quote says he's excited so to bring So what great happens
4: analysis. on like the Sunday night games, though, when Devin has to work at
2: NBC? No, this is just for preseason. Oh, that preseason, uh, three preseason games. Okay, and I'm not. Okay, okay, They can't do this year, li- year round. That would be totally illegal. Sorry, I thought. They, they, the, my the, bad. The, the big networks own the rights to these gotcha. games. Yeah, well, that's, why, that's why I was
4: They billi- pay literally billions. Billions
2: of dollars. No, this is just the early. Like, I used to be part of the telecast. Christian used to be. Yep. The Patriots produce it in-house. This year, they'll have the on-air version with old friend Paul Perillo. Gotcha. Um, but then they'll have this McCourty twin cast on Patriots.com and WBZ. Does that appeal to the Chris Scheim? Any chance you click that on?
4: No. No. <laughs> There is I'm. a there is a and zero. That's our show. You don't like yeah. the McCordies? No, I love Devin. I think Devin's the best. And Jason. Oh, seems oh like you a great hate guy Jason? Too. No, I. Just, you didn't let me. The, the you my you I love Devin. Yeah, I Specifically, I love Devin. Devin. Well, Devin's, Devin's a great guy. Devin's the only one I've talked to. I've never met Jason. Are you sure? I've never spoken to Jason. Are you sure. Yes, I'm
2: positive. They're twins. They could have done the old trickeration switcheration.
4: Yeah, nope. I'm pretty sure I've spoken to Devin. Uh, but regardless, uh, I, I like them. Sure, they're nice guys. I have no interest in it. Why?
2: Oh. You have more interest. I would in, watch
0: because I think McCordy, like totally unintentional, might slip something about last year that we might not know.
2: I think like, either of them could say something very funny, very informative. I think they have a good personality. They could blend serious analysis and, like, oh, this guy's trying to make the team and blah, blah, blah with screwing around. Because in my experience, the most enjoyable area of the Gillette Stadium locker room is the defensive backs. They're always the highest energy. They all think they were an NBA point guards if they didn't come to the NFL. Like they have these weird confidences and I was just never and-
4: into like the Manning cast either. So I just don't think the alternative broadcast
2: appeals to me. Particularly. That's messed up. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's messed up. I'm sorry, man. It just is what it is. It's not So it's- you'd rather
2: just watch a dry regular broadcast? Yeah. Why? I don't know. As someone who to used to be part of dry regular broadcast.
4: Yeah, I, no, I just, I don't know, I, I like I like the play-by-play, I just... Um, so you don't want stories?
2: Now I am wondering, and I didn't read the whole press release, because this literally just came out a few minutes ago from the Patriots, so the Mannings do the whole thing where they um, bring the guests. The Twins will watch the games from Jason's home in New Jersey and provide commentary throughout the telecast, so I don't know if there's um, guests involved, I don't really see that, but mm. they they're Two pretty smart, well spoken, for sure personable. Like, don't get
4: me wrong, it's not gonna be bad. It won't I just, be awkward. I'm just a weird classicist. Yeah. No, that's okay.
2: A what? Weird classicist. Classicist?
4: Yeah, like classics. I like the classicist. Is classics. that even a real word? Yeah, classicist. Classicist. Yeah, like when they talk about like the Greeks and the Latins and like Who talks about the Greeks and the Latins? Like when you're talking about like uh, classics teachers, classicist. Classicist. Believe that I believe that's accurate.
2: Just sounds funny. Joe's looking it up. He's ready to pounce. I He's got too. a definition. Classicist. I see the him. person
4: who studies the classics. A follower of classicism in the arts. How about,
2: a,
0: how about a classist
2: instead of a classicist? No, it's,
4: it's, it's classic with an I-S-T. Classicist.
2: Oh, it's classic. There's a C in there. That, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's
4: a C, not an S. It's classicist, Classicist.
2: Oh, classicist. I yes. learned something.
4: Okay. I, you guys, you got, I thought I was taking crazy pills for a second. I thought yeah. I was wrong. It sounds
2: different than... Yeah, hey, that's the first time I heard of it.
4: You guys were gaslighting the crap If I had
2: me. read that, it would have made more sense than Fair. the okay. way I heard it. Fair enough. It is not a commonly used word. I can guarantee you that. It might no. be the first time I've heard it. I think you're, it. The, Sean, Ray, you're the first uh, Rich,
0: person in radio history who's ever used that word. Ask? No, no, no.
2: no. Ask Rich Keefe's uh, buddy, Ryan Davey. He is a classics teacher. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, he uses it all word. the time. I don't think the McCordy twins will use classicist on their uh, broadcast. Maybe one of them is I will a pay both
0: of you the- $100 if he say- if they both say it.
4: If yeah. one of them, maybe one of them
2: is a fan it. of the Greeks or the Romans. Uh, they might be the fans of the Greeks and the Romans. We'll find out how the fans of the Boston Red Sox are doing. And the Red Sox and WEEI is brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, their Discover Summer sales event. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up and discover your best summer ever with Ford. This has been Fitzy and Hart on a Sunday morning. Mostly Red Sox talk, mostly negative, a little bit, mostly filled with angst as we debate the future in the short term of the Boston Red Sox. For example, today, when you listen to the pregame show and a reinvigorated Alex Cora after meeting Charles Barkley, and then down the road, do you have Heim Bloom Do you have Alex Cora? Do you have both? Do you have neither? Lots going on in Red Sox Nation. For Chris Scheim, for Joe Braverman, I'm Andy Hart. Thanks for listening, and talk to you next week. See ya! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.